Yeah, turn off the car. We're, right. we're, we are now officially recording. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Here we are. So, welcome to the now officially named We're Not Nordic podcast with Chuck and Jay. Hi, I'm Jay. Um, I figured I'd start right off by addressing the question that most people have had uh, when I introduced them to the show. Uh, they want to know what the name is about. And to be quite honest, it, it's about as close to having no meaning as anything possibly can. Well, that's that's what he thinks. The thing is, is that Chuck and myself are large gentlemen. True. And we look Nordic. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is guess what, guys? We're not <laughs> We're Nordic. We're not Nordic. Chuck looks like a Viking, pretty much. He's got the long hair. He's got, he looks like a battle-axed mofo as they say on the streets folks. <laughs> so seriously so every time that, i see him i say what's up my nordic brother to use you know? the terminology of the streets <laughs> exactly in the 80s obviously oh well duh right so he, we both look nordic but we're not nordic yeah so i mean the bottom line is we were uploading the show and we needed to just decide on something and every single podcast name ever under the sun was taken and yes you know this one's kind of I think it's kind of alliterative and kind of sticks in sticks in your brain, maybe. I don't know. I made us an email address. It's notnordicpod at gmail.com. So if you hate the name, uh, go ahead and email us and say so. Um, or if you have any other constructive or non-constructive feedback, if you have a topic you feel we should address or a question or really anything. Yeah, any questions, anything. Uh, if you think that we are Nordic, I mean... <laughs> If you want to dispute dispute our assertion that we are, in fact, not Nordic. 23 and me does exist, okay? <laughs> so, did you want to say something about Shemp from the Three Stooges? Well, what I wanted to talk about today uh, is the punching the punching bags. That's what I like to call them. Well, here, uh, table, table that real quick. I had a, I had a, I had a couple quick uh, sort of news items I wanted to see if you had any reaction to. Uh, firstly... Um, Aunt Becky is is in trouble with the law. Aunt Becky from Full House. I saw. Yeah, her. Uh, I guess her, she greased some palms to help her daughters, who just seem like incredibly vapid human beings, get into college. I wanted to see if you had any thoughts on that. Uh, what I felt about that is, I think it was a mom looking to do something right for her daughter to get her some legitimacy, I guess, in what she might have felt as her daughter being a failure. So, getting her in a college that had some kind of um, what would you say? Uh, yeah, I mean... A, rep- a reputable college would... Yeah, what was it, USC, I think? Well, we'll get her some, some distance in it. So, I think the... I think her doing it, of course it's wrong. Right. Does it need to be blown up to this proportion? Do we need to bring lawyers? Do we need to bring talk of jail or... I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's necessary. To be honest with you, what about you? How do you feel about? It? Do you think that it's? Uh... Well, my first reaction uh, is I don't know if you realize this, and I didn't realize it till later on. But her husband uh, is the designer behind Mossimo brand clothes. Do okay. You, do you remember those from? Like, I feel like I owned several Mossimo branded garments in the nineties. <laughs> I did too, but wasn't that? Aren't they referenced around surf? Like yeah. It was a Quicksilver Massimo explosion in the mid '90s. Yeah, there was, there was a, yeah. They, I feel like their stuff was very multicolored and all of those things. So, I mean, uh, I remember a Mas- Remember the Massimo shirt? What am I talking about? How do you remember this? It was like <laughs> a, uh, it was a gas can, and it just had an M on it, and you were supposed to know it was a Massimo shirt. 
yeah, I don't know that he was branded to the point where that would be recognizable. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I feel like Massimo's kind of came and went, so maybe that was their, uh, maybe they needed to uh, <laughs> needed to pay some people off because they couldn't just be like, hey, look, I was on a sitcom in 1987 and my husband, you know, made clothes for middle-class children in the 90s. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a whole corrupt system when it comes to colleges and how they work and how, you know, I mean, I, if you notice a lot of rich people's children go to the same college as them. And I, I, I have a strong feeling if you were really to look at academic performance, at least sometimes that's unwarranted, but I mean, I don't, I don't know that she needs to go to jail over it. Right. That's, that's, that's probably the long and the short of it. And then the other one that I had to bring up for you was, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves made an announcement that Bill and Ted 3 is going to start shooting soon and will be out next summer. It's going to be out, so there's actually finally a, yeah. a date. Because I know, I know they, they read, the, I remember hearing about it last year, I believe, about getting the script, reading it approved, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, supposedly it's, it's, it's a go. It's official, folks. I mean, I I don't know how you feel about those movies. They're they're very uh, they're very big in my in my childhood. Well, I got a question. Are you a fan of bogus or excellent? Is it a one or the other type thing? Um, well, I'm asking. Do you prefer or are they equal? I prefer the first. Bravo. Yeah. I commend you on that statement. Just because bogus was so outlandish but there are bogus gohards oh yeah and i think it's a good sequel but i i don't think it's it's a little darker than the first one and it's i don't know i just don't think it's as fun a movie well i got a question would you wear a t-shirt that said bogus gohard send us an email folks <laughs> at not nordicpod at gmail.com i think we have our first shirt design okay. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so yeah so i think and i don't know what you think um there's a pretty strong precedent in the last few years of comedy sequels uh, years after the fact being really bad. I, w I would turn your attention to uh, Anchorman Part 2, uh, Bad Santa Part 2. Dumb and Dumber or, or oh, whatever it was. Oh, that was very bad. See, the thing is I didn't see that though, so I can't comment. I just remember the commercial being terrible, but continue. I didn't see Zoolander 2, which looked really bad. Uh, I thought Super Troopers 2 was pretty underwhelming, so... Really? I heard positive reviews about that. Yeah, I just, you know, I just kept thinking to myself when I watched it, like, yo, you two are 50, you guys are 50 years old, like, and you're still doing the same stuff. But I, I think what, what gives me hope for Bill and Ted 3 is that I think the whole point of it is that they're old, you know what I mean? Well, 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 well this, this is the thing I'm going to say to you. You're, you're saying that, you're saying that their age is what is going to make it better? You, well, it, it, if they acknowledge that it's like, oh, we're these old, these fifty-year-old dudes that are still trying to be rock and rollers, like I feel like there's, there's comedy to be had in that. I, I think I think that windows are closed for a reason, you know. <laughs> when there's something outside, no. you don't want the wind inside. You don't want something that stinks outside to come in. I think that their window is closed. I think the stink needs to stay out. Can I give you an example? Please. Fuller House. Yeah, sure. We're tying it all back in. See? Right. Well, this is what I'm saying. When you're in on the joke, sometimes it doesn't make something better. You, you, you're not laughing with it. You're laughing at how sad it is. You know, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, it's funny. And then it's like, uh, okay. You, you know what? That's a really good point because you know what I watched a few weeks ago? And I, I know I'm in charge of trying to make sure we don't digress too much, but I feel like this will come back, come back around. That's okay. I watched uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. 
and uh, at least five or six times in that movie, like somebody looks at the camera and is like, "Isn't this movie stupid or whatever?" And it it you're right that it like it doesn't make it better to acknowledge that you're making a stupid movie. You know what I mean? Well, it's like that uh, that comedian. What's his name? David Cross. David mm-hmm. Cross is the guy from Man Show, correct? No. Who am I thinking of? Man Show was Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel. Not the Man Show, I apologize. Mr. Show. Yes, then you're thinking of the correct guy. Okay. <laughs> I despise him. I despise... Uh, hopefully I'm not turning people off for the show now. I think that <laughs> Do you he's... like David Cross? Email us at notnordicpod <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I bought... I keep saying, oh, I gotta stop that. Anyway... Uh, no, I got his uh, audiobook. Okay. And I, and I listened to it. And about, I'd say, every 20 minutes, he kept putting the person down listening to the audiobook. And it's like, you got, I got That's you. That's weird. It's like, I got you. The first part was kind of funny, you know. Why Why are you listening to me? You should be reading this book. Are you that lazy? You know, I was like, oh, okay. Then he continued, and he just kept going. And the humor part was lost. Right. Now, do you think that, I mean, I guess some of his fans are into that kind of stuff. You know, I guess he's an acquired taste, kind of like a Patton Oswalt and that kind of stuff. But I feel like any joke gets old when you make it eight, ten times, which is why, you know, there's a possibility. It's like, oh, you'll be watching Bill and Ted 3, and it's like, oh, I get it. They spelled wild, W-Y-L-D. It's like, that was that was funny in 1989 or whatever the first one was. But what if, what if they made it serious? What if they made it depressing see, and that, dark? See, that would be amazing. Yes, like, I agree. Like Bill and Ted, like, deal, deal, dealing with their own mortality. <laughs> what, what if it turned into that movie, like, with a... Uh, Lady Gaga and oh, uh, a star is born. Right. What if they turned it into that? Oh man! And they called it Two Stallions Are Born. And if Bill Bill S. Preston Esquire commits suicide at the end. Sorry, spoiler alert. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> so uh, we both are wary of Bill and Ted Three. It sounds like, but I'll definitely see it. Okay. Um, so let's segue into uh, what you had in mind for our big topic tonight. Please, uh, you t- you take the floor. See, I'm not I'm not as uh, versed in vocals and speaking, just by that sentence alone, and talking about topics. But I, I can I can give an example. When you, when you think of alternative rock, mm-hmm. what sticks out in your mind is trash. Um, Creed. Creed, perfect example, or even Nickelback. Nickelback, correct? sure. Now, these are both bands that sold so many albums. I know that selling of an album does not make it quality. Sure, definitely not. But the problem I have with it is that they turn into a punching bag. Three Stooges, who, who like, who's your favorite Stooge, Shemp or Curly? Curly. Right, of course yeah. Curly. But are you one of these people where they, they go on these long diatribes of hating Shemp and Shemp was an idiot? Do you know that Shemp was the original before Curly? It was Shemp, Curly, Shemp. I was not aware of that. Yes. And, and this, this is what I want to talk about. Hit me. Hit me, brother. I, dis, I despise the easy joke. I despise the easy punching bag. I despise someone saying, this person's not funny. He reminds me of Carrot Top. It's a generic, <laughs> hacky point, point of view, would you say? Like, it's just an observation. This is my observation, but this is the world's observation. So what you're saying... Pauly Shore sucks. Carrot Top sucks. Creed sucks. Nickelback sucks. So you're saying people, uh, I guess, 
sort of follow the crowd sometimes and their opinions of things. I agree. Or I mean, there you go. Like, like, do you think do you think more people like if they were honest were like, yo, I, I jam out to look at this photograph. Not necessarily jam out to it, but they can say, yeah, I heard that song. This reminded me of this. You know, there's a lot of people who went to Iraq who grasped onto this, what was it, early 2000s alternative uh, freight train that had bands like, uh, what was that band that did Hemorrhage in My Hand? Fuel. Fuel, right. Yeah. Like all those bands, Crossfade, you know. I saw Fuel at the Ocean City Music Pier in 1998. We can talk about that another time if you want. <laughs> if I want. That was, <laughs> you said that right. Okay. I'm going to have to pass on that one. But uh, see, there you go right there. It's it's just it's just the easy joke, I guess, is what I despise. Well, so you mentioned you know this to me a couple of weeks ago, so I was kind of having some thoughts on it. One thing I would say, uh, one thought that I had was the idea of something seeming good in its time and then kind of losing something. Like you mentioned, Paulie Shore. Okay. And I think Paulie Shore is very much. I I would say Dice Clay would fit into this too. Like sometimes someone just works in a time and a place and they, they, they sort of struggle to translate that into something else like you know I don't know the weasel he was very like early 90s you know and he, he just he just kind of fit there and I think his his sort of uh, um, uh, downfall in fame sort of just corresponded with the world moving on a little bit like like does that make sense I see where you're coming from but again me being a Pauly Shore fan owning owning both of his CDs I didn't even know he had two CDs. The Future of America and Scraps from the Future, which are two excellent CDs. Scraps from the Future is so good. What is it, just just stand-up? It's a stand-up. Oh, really? Yeah, and at the very end of Scraps from the Future, he does a live performance of his hit song, Lisa Lisa. Did you know he had a hit song? No. Okay, well, he did. Is it about that that group, Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam? It is about... It's it's, uh, actually from his stand-up. He talks about how girls from uh, from the Midwest are called Lisa... You know, he says, see a bunch of girls standing around and yell, Lisa, you know, one of them's going to turn around. <laughs> How did you know my name was Lisa? That's a, that brings me back to a joke we always used to have in college where it's like, if you wanted to sneak into a, a sorority party, you'd just say you're Jen's friend because everybody has a friend named Jen. But that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, but yeah, but, but what I'm saying is that the stand-up that he did back in, what was it, 93, 94, whenever, whenever those two CDs came out, compact discs yeah I saw him for at those the, unfamiliar <laughs> I saw him at the punchline last year in September okay I went to go see him perform he actually did a joke off of the CD and it killed like from that that far that, that long ago the joke was dude airwaves if you want to look it up <laughs> look it up it's not it's not a really strong joke but it killed. Everyone's dying laughing at him saying it. But also, his personality on stage is is really entertaining. Well, I mean, you know, you're seeing it's like you're seeing a celebrity. You I know? mean, not to do a Paulie Shore deep dive, but I Go mean, ahead. you know, I, I mean, obviously, you know his history. Like his his mother owned, you know, the most famous comedy club in Los Angeles. So, yes. I mean, he grew up around that stuff. And he went on tour with um, uh, Sam Kinison. That was oh. his first tour. Jeez. Right. I'm sure there were some drugs done on that tour. Well, he, he talked about how Sam Sam Kinison would come in to do a show at the uh, comedy store. And he was the chef at the time. So he said he would just feed him hamburgers. That's actually from his stand-up as well. It's from Scraps from the Future. But, but, but I mean, again, this is what I'm saying about the punchline. If, 
it's you know you you go to the, you go into the Playboy Mansion. Oh, stay away from Pauly Shore. Like, I what what am I trying to say? Well, help me focus my anger towards these people. <laughs> well, I, I think that I think what the gist of what you're trying to get to the bottom to bottom of, and thus what we're trying to get the bottom of is why. Do some people who sort of trash these punching bags actually sort of like them secretly, and why do they feel the need to be like, oh yeah, you know, Nickelback sucks or whatever? I think it's more along the lines of people who don't have talent feel that they're better than them because they're a punching bag. For, like, you know, for example... So it's almost like, what have you ever done? Kind of, but I mean, that's such a sassy thing to say, you know? Right, then then you're, yeah. <laughs> you're turning turn one of those, yeah. And and that's why I don't like, I think that Benji Bronk is, uh, I'm really going off a tangent here, but this is what I'm saying too, Benji Bronk from the Howard Stern Show, I think that he's another one of those punching bags. I think he's done so much, and I saw a, I saw a clip, oh, go ahead, you have something no, no, I think Benji's funny, I, I agree with you. I watched a clip of one, so, this is recent. I have not been following Stern or listening to Howard Stern. So to run it back real quick, man, Benji is a guy that's been writing for Howard Stern for 20 years or something now. He sits, I guess he's not in the studio anymore. He's not anymore. in the studio anymore he, from what I found He out. just like, he he sits at a computer and if he thinks of something funny for Howard to say, he, he writes it to him. That's pretty much the extent of his job as far as I know. Correct. He writes it out, Howard reads it, does not give him the respect or the acknowledgement that he did it, but that's his job. <laughs> yeah. So supposedly there's some guy on the staff who's Canadian who's who his visa is his visa is up, okay. so he's going to get deported. Okay. So then they start talking about oh we'll just give him Benji and Benji will go and the dude started talking about Benji in a certain way that just made me feel I don't know didn't didn't make me feel good. No, I mean I think there's I think there's definitely some some. Uh, I mean, mob mentality is a, a huge thing. I mean, there you, that's you know, probably what it is. Yeah, go yeah. with the flow, mob mentality. Yeah, I mean, it's why you know, coming from listening to hardcore music, you know, I mean, a lot of people like let let especially in that subculture let the 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 pack tell them what they are and aren't allowed to enjoy. So, wow. um, yeah, I mean, if it's it, you just you don't want to seem. I don't know, dorky, or you just don't want to. I don't know. It's it's probably it's probably something that's in our psyche from when we're young. You know, it's like I, I don't want to come off as different, otherwise I'll get made fun of. Or you know, in the case of some things, it, they might just be that they actually suck. But you know what? You're right. But, but nothing. Different strokes, different folks. The thing is, nothing objectively <clears throat> sucks. You know what I mean? Like if I there's agree. if there's one person that likes something, then it has some merit, I guess. Right. Right. And that's and that that's what takes us back to those bands. I'm sure if you listen to the entire Nickelback CD, there's got to be something good on there that'll catch your ear. Do, do you necessarily have to love it, enjoy it, buy T-shirts and posters? Okay, I might. Uh, we might make this our homework for the next episode. We might. We might both have to pick one Nickelback full length and listen to it, and then we'll we'll compare notes. That to be honest, that will not be hard for me. I listen to pretty terrible music that I enjoy. There's a band <laughs> called Midi Maxi and Efty. What on earth is that? Mitty, Maxie, and FD were three girls. I'm not 100% sure where they're from, but they did that song, Bad, Bad Boys, Come With Me. You ever hear that song? No, sir. From the 90s, or was it late 80s? Their whole album is amazing. 
and you can't understand anything they're saying because their English is so broken. And this is this is coming from the guy who once told me that I needed to listen to the Wallflowers, which, by the way, this is a whole other thing. But that CD is really good. I, I, I feel I fully admit it. What was it called? Bringing down the bringing down the horse. Yeah, one of, one of flawless from start to finish. One of the best albums. That album, uh, Siamese Dream from uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins, man. That album, phew, excellent. But yeah, it's it's I don't know. It, as getting back to the, the the topic at hand, I mean, you know. Thank you. <laughs> there's certain. Yeah, it's it's a lot of like, like I said, if some if there's one person that's like, you know, oh Nickelback's music really speaks to me, then it, you know I guess it, I guess it's worthwhile. And there's there's a lot of stuff that if we're you know if we're being honest and making confessions, there's stuff that gets lumped in unfairly with other things. Like you ever listen to the first couple Slipknot albums? Like I, I feel not. I feel like they're treated as a joke, but they're they're a genuinely heavy band. See, and, and that's one of my points right there. I agree with you. It's just like the Goo Goo Dolls. Their first albums were almost punk. Yeah, no, very much so. You know, right. their, you know, their first couple records came out on Metal Blade. Really? Yeah. Was not aware of that. Yeah, no, they they basically, you know, if we're getting really nerdy here, the Goo, the Goo Goo Dolls spent the first few years of their career basically trying to be the replacements. I was not aware. <laughs> Honestly, I the only the only time I ever knew about them was Long Way Down. Great song. Twister soundtrack. I don't know what song was on that one. That was the song. Oh, Long Way Down was on the Twister soundtrack? It was on the Twister soundtrack. They had a music video for it, and there was a CGI cow flying in a tornado. Remember that? Well, listen. It was the first CGI cow. And we're really getting <laughs> off topic here, but it's okay. Well, we're, we're going to have to we're gonna have to acknowledge, if we're bringing up the Twister soundtrack, that everything else on that pales in comparison to Humans Being by Van Halen. <laughs> you are a Van Halen fan. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, so that almost kind of comes back to, like, I like Van Hagar. And, you know, I mean, that's that's certainly something that, you know, you could get made fun of for, for admitting in, cer- in certain circles. Okay, all right, so you are you are a Van Halen head. Yeah, I, I'd like to think so. Okay, now I got a question. Okay. Are you a Wolfgang head? Uh, okay, so Wolfgang is Eddie Van Halen's son, who took over? Yeah, he took over on bass for their longtime bass player Michael Anthony. Well, hold uh, on. Not only that, Michael Anthony was erased from existence. All old, old pictures from the seventies or from the eighties. They like photoshopped. They him photoshopped out? him out and put in Wolfgang. I have no idea. Yeah, no, they did. It's <laughs> really weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Well, they're they're insane. I don't know if you've ever heard that Eddie Van Halen blamed the fact that he got mouth cancer on the fact that he would put his his pick in his mouth, and not the fact that he smoked you know four packs of cigarettes a day. Really? Yeah. So Wolfgang, um, no, I mean he's not he's not Michael Anthony. No, he's not. One, he doesn't drink, <laughs> or or wear. He doesn't have a sweet Jack right. Daniels face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if you come out like among serious rock and roll heads, and you're like, "Oh yeah, fifty one fifty is a, this is a pretty great album." I mean, you might you might get your stones broken for it, and I uh, so I see where you're coming from. Like, if if and I think the conclusion we could come to here is if something has merit to someone, then it's got merit, and it, it might not be for you. Yeah, and I I agree with what you said as well. You know, you don't have to go with the crowd. If some, you like something, stand up for it and like it. Don't back down. That's the thing I always realize. You know, everyone everyone goes with the flow. Oh, you like this? No, I don't like it. Marilyn Manson. Remember Marilyn Manson was a big thing. Yeah. You know, uh, 
I had, I, had a, I have a friend, Spencer, who told me that Marilyn Manson worked with... Why can't I think of the name right now? Nine Inch Nails. Okay. There's actually, do you ever see the music video? He's. It's, I don't know what song it is, but he's like, do you know Marilyn Manson? I said, no, I didn't. Show me the music video with Marilyn Manson playing guitar with Trent Reznor. Hmm. It's pretty. It's a pretty good video too. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually know quite a few people who who kind of have kind things to say about those first couple Marilyn Manson albums. Yeah, I, I just I just think that a lot of people are punching bags. A lot of people get bad raps because everyone else says everyone else says it's bad. No, you're probably right, and you know, there's probably like I would probably add to the discussion that a lot of things are almost objectively bad and maybe um, maybe deserve it on some level, but. Even if you want to make fun of someone's artistic output, you know, if somebody is like, you know, I, I really like that and it means a lot to me, then maybe maybe you should leave them the hell alone. I agree. And, and that takes us back to Nickelback. The people who were fighting the Iraq war, they had those CDs. I know my brother was over there. He was a tank mechanic. And he says every time he hears that song, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not a, he's not a, no, I'm not going to even try to offend him. He, defend him not offend him but what he said was every time he hears that photograph song it reminds him of him and his friend fixing a tank so I mean that's him on the line fixing tanks you know going on searches for bombs you know being out being out in the in the real deal stuff man yeah and you can't I mean you can't control how someone else contextualizes music and I think that's what's so beautiful about it you know yeah. like, like you're saying about your brother like you someone could have all these memories wrapped up in something that means nothing to you but that doesn't mean that the, that it's not valid right it's the same thing with Shemp Shemp and the three <laughs> okay so I'm looking I'm looking here uh at our Neustron, uh, uh, with, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at different, uh, Nickelback records now. So our homework for next time is going to be to listen to a Nickelback record and then we're going to, we're going to compare notes. Okay. Um, so I was thinking this is their 2005 release, all the right reasons, which has that song you mentioned photograph. So maybe that would make sense to talk about. Was there an album prior to 2005? Yeah, there's a couple. There's uh, silver side up came out in 2001. Silver side, Silver Side Up is probably the one that... Yeah, because that's got... This is how you remind me. Right. <laughs> All right, so you want to talk about that one? Let's do it. Wow, it came out on Roadrunner Records. They were really... Uh... <laughs> well, hey, man. Let's let's give it... Let's let's listen to it, because I try to listen to Gogo Bordello. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, I, I am not... But but again, they have such a following Yeah. that people do like them. I, I personally do not enjoy them. I describe them as Jethro Tull... <laughs> mixed with Mumford and Son, mixed with John Candy's polka band from Home Alone. <laughs> what, what were they called again? <laughs> I don't know, but that that is exactly what it reminded me of. It's just so it felt felt to me it was odd to be odd. But again, a lot of people love them. And and the thing is, th this is the thing. And here's another thing that bothers me. They're oh. not they're not a punching bag. Who? Gogo Bordello. No, no, they definitely have their little pocket of fans. I think they should be, personally. Well, so would listeners, would you buy a shirt that said "Go Gold Bordello is a punching bag"? Email us at <laughs> notnordicpod at gmail.com. Not even a punching bag. Go Gold Bordello is trash. 
Would you wear a shirt that said that? Let us know. NotNordicPod at gmail.com. Um, so I, I feel like we've made good progress here, and this is our this is our longest one to date. Okay. So uh, I guess we'll we'll call it until next time when we talk about Silver Side Up by Nickelback, and I don't know what else. We'll figure it out uh, between now and then. Uh, any last words? I have no last words. That was a great podcast. <laughs> Me bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> no. No, I, I think I, I wasn't able to get everything out that I wanted to talk about. I, I can't, I can't focus my thoughts as well as you. But well, we could I, always I feel we could always bring it up again if yeah. you, if, the, if you got something to add. Yeah, I feel that uh, we made a pretty good, pretty good progress on what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. I guess we have to work on a sign off. But until then, uh, I'm Chuck. I'm Jay. We'll uh, see you next time, and remember that we are not, not Nordic. Nordic.